Hao, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with China friends, as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. So in last week's episode, we got to hear George Stott's story of enduring an accident, becoming handicapped, and yet still desiring to use his life to make his Savior famous in China. Be sure to download last week's podcast if you haven't already and give it a listen. Despite George Stott's handicap and perceived inability, he trusted the Lord to use him mightily in China. As always, never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing or following on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and so much more. Subscribing to or following the broadcast with notifications turned on on your phone will set you up to get a reminder each Monday morning as new episodes drop. Of course, you can find Vision for China on Facebook, where giving us a like will keep you up to date with occasional posts about what the Vision for China team is up to, as well as what we're talking about. About here on the podcast. And if you're more of an Instagram type person, you can find and follow Vision for China there as well. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a comment and rating within the podcast app too. The more interaction the podcast gets, both within podcast apps and on social media, the more likely it is to be discovered by others. Do your part to help us get the word out that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. And again, if you're one of those overachievers and want to go that extra mile, go right ahead and share the broadcast on Facebook or Instagram or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently or that person at church considering getting involved in missions. We with Vision for China are asking the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China preaching Christ and we want to get the word out that there are opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. One thing we're finding as of late is that many who were previously working in China are locked out of the country due to coronavirus and are praying about how to get back in. Even methods of staying quote-unquote connected to China, like VIP Kid and other online educational platforms, are shutting down due to new regulations. If you know someone in a situation similar to one of these, be sure to point them to the podcast as well. Sending someone a quick link to the broadcast might just be the first time they've thought that there is actually a path to preaching and doing full-time ministry in China. They may have never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead, share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. This week, we are going to be throwing back a hundred plus years and traveling all the way around the globe to the mountains of southwestern China. Here in Yunnan province, particularly a hundred years ago, many people were quite remote due to the rugged terrain. One China Inland Mission outpost in the middle of Yunnan province was the home to the only missionaries within a 150-mile radius. How were the two missionaries? families to handle reaching so many people. Enter James Outram Frazier. James was one of the latest recruits with the China Inland Mission who had an ear to learn languages and an affinity for hiking through rough terrain. When he arrived in Yunnan, he had only finished his first six months of language school 
and his Chinese was still very rough around the edges. After establishing himself at the mission outpost, he embarked on a solo trek toward the city of Baoshan to explore, survey, and preach. So how did James manage the four-day trek through the mountains to get to Baoshan? How did he go about evangelism when he arrived? How did he do fumbling through his Chinese as he preached on the streets? We'll get into all of that and more right after the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the city of Shanghai. Shanghai is a metropolis located on the east coast of mainland China and is home to around 25 million people. This municipality is a massive megacity that serves as a financial and cultural hub for China. The people of Shanghai need the truth of the gospel. Pray for Shanghai. The people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So many in Shanghai still do not know much, if anything, about the love shown them in Jesus Christ. Would you pray that more laborers would be raised up to take the good news of Christ's death for them, to them? Shanghai is yet another great place with plenty of opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Friends, I again remind you that there really are endless opportunities to come to China and preach the message of salvation. There are so many in Shanghai who know nothing of Jesus, much less that he gave his life for them. Brother, maybe you're listening in and praying about serving Christ on the mission field. You're considering what he'd have you do with your life for his glory. So why not consider giving your life to boldly preaching Jesus in China? Why not devote your days to magnifying Him among the people of this awesome nation? There are dozens of millions of people all throughout the various provinces, regions, and sections of China that have yet to hear the gospel, and you could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings. Would you pray for the people of Shanghai? Would you pray for them to hear the gospel and be saved? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more laborers who will surrender their lives to give them the gospel? Brother, why not let that be you? Why not surrender your life to being that laborer and boldly proclaiming the gospel among them? How, after all, are they going to hear without a preacher? Teacher Fu, Teacher Fu. Hearing the knock at his door, James arose and began to head over to check who was calling at this time of day. Fu Xianzhang, Ma, Teacher Fu, are you there? Whoever it was knew who he was and knew he was staying at this particular inn. Maybe it's the innkeeper, James thought. Opening the door ever so slightly to peer out, James was pleasantly surprised to see that it was Mr. Wong, the silversmith. James had only met Mr. Wong at his shop earlier that day and took the opportunity to tell him the story of Jesus, the Son of God. Mr. Wong had seemed interested, and it turned out he was so interested that he made it a point to somehow figure out where in all of Baoshan City James was staying so as to hear more. Please allow me the honor of hosting you for dinner at my home, said Mr. Wong, urging James to come with him at once. Mr. Wong was beaming with one of those ear-to-ear smiles that the people of Yunnan are known for. James hesitated a bit, not because he was unwilling, but because it all seemed a bit sudden. Mr. Wong, 
Sensing James's hesitation, persisted, Please, everything is already being prepared. I must hear more about Jesus. You must explain more. Always eager to speak more of his Savior, James agreed to dinner. He grabbed a few of his belongings and headed out from his room, following Mr. Wong, who was visibly brimming with excitement to have his new friend join him for a meal and share more stories of Jesus with him. After a walk back towards the direction of his shop, Mr. Wong diverted James down an alleyway that led to his home. There, that evening, Mr. Wong served up steaming bowls of rice and all sorts of vegetables as James Fraser divulged the truth of the gospel. Still eager to learn more, Mr. Wong invited James over many other evenings and listened intently to the tale of the only begotten Son of God. Within a matter of days, Mr. Wong informed James that this message has to be known by others there in Baoshan. It can't be kept quiet. So, to give James a platform to preach, Mr. Wong fashioned a small stall in front of his silversmith shop from which James could preach to passersby. Mr. Wong allowed James to preach here for a few days and would always sit intently atop a stool situated off to the side of the stall and would hang on James' every word. As James would preach to the passing crowds, many would stop to listen to these strange and foreign stories. Jesus, Son of God, substitute for sin, death on a, on a cross? All these concepts were so unusual and yet, strangely enough, so refreshing to hear. A father who would sacrifice his son out of love? Could it be true? Many would ask questions, and many others who were literate would take leaflets and tracts with further explanation of the good news. Crowds gathered throughout the day to hear James preaching. They were fascinated. They had heard all manner of other speakers and official pronouncements and edicts passed down from the emperor, but they had never heard anything like the message of the cross. One day, as the sunlight grew dim and the day was closing, James felt a sudden tiredness sweep over him. He managed to walk back to his inn that night and collapsed into his bed, exhausted. Waking the next day, he decided to take a day for rest and recreation. So he set out alone toward the hills where he found a solitary pagoda to shelter himself from the sun. Resting, he began to meditate and consider all that had transpired in this trip to Baoshan. He had only been in China for a little over a year after all, and he had only been in Yunnan province for a few months. And yet the Lord was opening his eyes to many things and allowing him to accomplish many things for his namesake. The Lord had allowed James to come to this beautiful region of the country and have an audience with countless people who had never heard anything of the Savior. As he mulled over these things and counted his blessings, he peered out across the plain in the distance and caught another glimpse of the city. No missionary had ever lived there. No missionary had probably ever set foot on the plain, which by itself had a population of no less than 100,000 people. 
heavy in thought, James pulled out his journal and began to write. It does seem a terrible thing that so few are offering for the mission field, he thoughtfully wrote. I can't help feeling that there is something wrong somewhere. Surely God must be wanting his people to go forward. Does not the master's last command still hold good? As one thinks of even our corner of the world here in Yunnan, there seems a strange discrepancy between its huge districts, large towns, unreached tribes people waiting for the workers who do not come, and the big missionary meetings at home, the collecting and subscribing, the missionary literature published, etc., etc., and the need is the same, if not greater, in other parts of the world. Hundreds of millions of people who have never yet had the gospel definitely brought before them. A mere handful of missionaries sent out from the home countries to evangelize them. After a few more minutes of journaling and pondering, James put away his pen and notebook to head back towards town and find a place to eat near his inn. He was due to head back to the mission station, a four days journey away through the mountains on the next day. Brother, I highlight this story from the life of James Frazier because it shows just how exciting life on the mission field can be. Exploring a new city, sharing the gospel with someone who's never heard, he being so interested that he hunts down your hotel to invite you over for dinner. Think about that. This man being mystified at the message of the cross. This man giving you a platform to preach the gospel just outside his shop because he got excited about the message that you preached. You being able to preach to passersby. Being able to share the gospel with this man's friends. Brother, as you hear James' story, does not the Word of God burn within you? Does not the Spirit of God urge you to pursue a similar course in life? Do you not sense the leading of Christ to head out to similar plains of hundreds of thousands of people to deliver the gospel message? Think, my friend, on what James wrote in his journal. Think on how overwhelmed he felt after but a few days of preaching. Think of the reinforcements needed. Can we not agree with James that God must be wanting us, his people, to go forward? Can you not agree with James that the Lord's last command to go and preach to every creature holds good? James was overwhelmed at the task of reaching one plain, one region, tucked away in one mountain range, in one corner of one province in China. Brother, think on all the other provinces and corners and mountain ranges and plains. Think on the other regions and districts and cities with very little witness for Christ. As James wrote, it does seem a terrible thing that so few are offering for the mission field. It does seem a terrible thing that so few are willing to go. Brother, will you offer for the mission field? Will you volunteer to take the gospel around the world? 
Will you step out in faith and say, Lord, here am I, send me. Again, brothers, opportunities abound to preach Jesus and serve him in China. And I beg you to consider China. I plead with you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do for him in China. If you want to take your next step toward China and learn how to either get on or continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, in John's Gospel, chapter 4, Jesus told his disciples to lift up their eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. He told them to lift up their eyes and look on the fields. And you know, that's what James Fraser did that day. He lifted his eyes and he looked out across that plain, there amidst the mountain ranges, and he saw that city, white unto harvest. Jesus told his disciples to means lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Brother, have you have you stopped your looking down? only on your neighborhood, community, city, and country, and begun to see the fields white unto harvest all around the world? China needs men who will to see their need and go to preach. Brother, I plead with you to If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for an exciting, special time. Lord willing, in next week's episode, Vision for China will have an exciting announcement to make, and you're not going to want to miss it. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for more laborers for Shanghai this week. The people there need more preachers who have and who will go into the harvest with the gospel of Christ. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见。